Good afternoon, class. In our previous class sessions, we learned about the anatomy and the physiology of the female reproductive system. This afternoon, we want to look at the hormonal regulation of the female reproductive system with specific interest on the female sexual cycle. We learned that the hormones, estrogen and progesterone, are very important in the human female body. In this class, we'll learn more about the role of these hormones and other important hormones involved in the regulation of the human menstrual cycle, the monthly production of the mature offer by females of the reproductive age, and also the preparation of the uterus as a welcome, as a welcoming environment for the start of the pregnancy. A number of things we need to remember uh, when we looked at uh, reproduction in our introduction, we did say that it's not every offer produced in the female body that ends with pregnancy. So in this lesson, I want us to pay particular interest or attention on the hormones and their interplay to control the female sexual cycle. As you may remember from our previous classes, most of our body functions are regulated either by the nervous system or the hormonal system, or both, an interplay of both. These systems are involved in controlling the activity of the female reproductive system in a regular monthly series of events commonly referred to as the menstrual cycle. This is what we will describe today. It would be nice to remember that from our previous class, a hormone is a signaling chemical produced in the body which circulates in the blood and different hormones control or regulate the activity of different cells and organs in the human body. The functions of the five main hormones that regulate the female reproductive system form the main core of our lesson today. The hormone gonadotropin, which is a releasing hormone, Remember, we did say that a releasing hormone is actually a hormone that regulates or calls for the release of another hormone by an endocrine gland. So the gonadotropin hormone is a releasing hormone that is produced by the hypothalamus of the brain. It circulates in the body and it causes the release of two hormones from the anterior pituitary gland. 
gonadotropin is uh, produced as gonadotropin. And you can make sure you remember the spirings. It produces or it stimulates the production of two main hormones by the anterior robe of the pituitary gland. These are the foricostimulating hormone, commonly referred to as FSH, and it is produced during the first half of the menstrual cycle. The foricostimulating hormone stimulates the development and the maturation of, of the ovarian foricor and controls the ovum production in the female and the sperm production in the male. I want to repeat that again, that the foricostimulating hormone is a hormone that actually is produced in both males and females, where in the female it will uh, stimulate the development and the maturation of the ovarian foricor and control the production of the ova, while in the male it will work on the sperm production. The second hormone produced from the pituitary gland, that is the anterior robe, is the luteinizing hormone, LH. This hormone stimulates the ovary to produce estrogen and progesterone. It also triggers ovulation. It act, its main function is the stimulation or the triggering of the ovulation, which is the process of the release of a mature ovum from the ovary. And it also stimulates the development of the corpus luteum. What is a corpus luteum? The corpus luteum is also referred to as the yellow body. Corpus from the Latin word body. Rutium from the Latin word for yellow. So yellow body. It is formed after the ovulation, the follicle that has released the ova enlarges and develops this yellow coloration, forming the copas rutium. The copas rutium, the other major hormone in the female sexual cycle, is estrogen. Estrogen is a hormone produced primarily by the ovaries, normally in females who are not pregnant, and it promotes the maturation and the release of the ovum in every menstrual cycle. So remember we did say that the luteinizing hormone will stimulate, uh, the follicle-stimulating hormone stimulates the development and the of the follicle and the maturation of the follicle. The luteinizing hormone will call for the release of the ovum. The estrogen stimulates or promotes the maturation and the release of the ovum in every menstrual cycle. 
progesterone is also produced by the placenta. So, sorry, let me make that clear that estrogen is also produced by the placenta during pregnancy, during pregnancy. Hormone progesterone or progesterone is produced by the corpus luteum in the ovary and its main function is to prepare the uterus, the uterine wall, the lining of the uterus, the endometrium for the reception of the fertilized ova or the developing zygote and the development thereafter. It also suppresses the production of estrogen after ovulation has occurred. So it is important to note that whereas estrogen will be produced by the ovary before pregnancy, once pregnancy takes, or takes place, progesterone takes an upper hand and suppresses or inhibits the production of estrogen by the ovary. And this is why the placenta later on during the development of the ovum or, or of the fetus continues the release of the estrogen. So, so far we have come across four main hormones, four main hormones. So the length of the menstrual cycle in females is about 28 days and this will vary from individual to individual and at times even uh, the number of days will vary within the same individual. So in some females it is as short as 21 days while in others, it is as long as 39 days. The menstrual cycle is best understood if we focus on the events occurring in the ovaries, then the events occurring in the uterus, and in turn, rukat, which are the hormones influencing these events. So the ovarian, uh, what you describe as the ovarian cycle, what happens in the ovary refers to the monthly series of events in the ovary associated with the maturation and the release of the ovum, sometimes also known as the follicular phase of the menstrual cycle. The follicular phase of the sexual cycle. The ovarian cycle, the follicular phase, has two, uh, the ovarian cycle has two consecutive phases. Each is about 14 days. The events are measured from day one, which is the day of the last normal menstrual period. That is the last day of the, of the normal or menstrual period. So the first part of the ovarian cycle is the follicular phase, which takes day one to day 14. Takes day one 
today for uh, 14. And it starts with the secretion of the gonadotropin hormone from the hypothalamus, which stimulates the anterior lobe of the pituitary gland to produce the follicle-stimulating hormone and the luteinizing hormone, which in turn will act on the ovaries, causing the ovarian follicles to develop and mature into an ova. That is the function of the follicle-stimulating hormone. During this period, a few follicles containing immature egg develop and mature under the stimulation of the follicle-stimulating hormone. By day 14, only one follicle has become fully mature, and the ovum is now ready to be released. All the other follicles that had begun maturing during this phase degenerate as soon as ovulation has occurred. Note that only one time, there are times when two ova may or two follicles may mature. That's a discussion for another section of this class. So the time from ovulation to the beginning of menstruation, which is almost uh, about days uh, 14 to 15 days. However, the time of ovulation is variable and difficult to predict accurately. So you're saying day 14, day 15, the luteinizing hormone causes the release of the mature egg, the ovum. And that is what ovulation is about. Then we enter the luteal phase. The luteal phase is the period of the corpus luteum activity. During this period, the uterus is prepared just in case the preg uh, pregnancy occurs. After ovulation has occurred, the corpus luteum begins to secrete hormone progesterone. And very small quantities of estrogen are produced from the, ovar uh, the ovary during this period. Progesterone maintains the uterus in a state of readiness to receive and nourish the embryo. The lining of the uterus, known as the endometrium, becomes thicker, enriched with more blood vessels, more mucous membrane, uh, gets very, very highly vascularized in preparation of the reception of the fertilized ovum. Progesterone also inhibits any further release of the follicle-stimulating hormone and the luteinizing hormone. And this is important because it actually ensures we don't have continuous, non-stop development of follicles, release of mature eggs. This actually keeps the cycle running. Thus, the ovulation is quickly followed by a rise in the level of progesterone. So after ovulation, the progesterone levels rise while estrogen levels fall. The corpus luteum is actually the one producing the progesterone hormone. As the progesterone levels rise around in the body, 
when the concentration of the progesterone reaches the hypothalamus in the brain, the effect is stoppage of the production of the gonadotropin hormone, which in essence will stop the production of the follicle-stimulating hormone and the luteinizing hormone. One would want to ask, what would happen? What will happen when the hypothalamus stops producing the gonadotropin hormone? The answer is clear. The pituitary gland will stop producing the follicle-stimulating hormone and the luteinizing hormone. What effect will this have on the ovaries? The maturation of more ova will stop. And we have already said that this is important to ensure the start and the completion of one cycle before the maturation and the release of another ovum. And this actually is important to stop multiple pregnancies that would be at different developmental stage. And this would not augur well for the health of the female. So this type of control, where one chemical, one hormone stops the production of another, is what we would call a negative feedback mechanism. So we enter the second phase of the we enter the second phase of the menstrual cycle, and this is the uterine cycle. The uterine cycle. Next, we turn to the events occurring in the uterus during the typical 28-day cycle. The uterine cycle indicates the cyclical changes that occur in the uterus in response to the female sex hormones, progesterone and estrogen. If fertilization does not occur after ovulation, the corpus luteum will generate and produce progesterone, uh, will degenerate, and the production of progesterone will decrease. So the stimulus for maintaining the thick endometrium will decrease. The reduction in the progesterone causes the shedding of the endometrium lining. The muscular walls of the uterus contracts and help cut off the blood supply from the endometrium, causing it to break away from the uterus. The endometrium that was richly supplied with blood vessels to nourish the fetus in pregnancy ever occurred, would then degenerate and pass down the vagina. Some blood is mixed with it, the mixture of tissue and blood passing out through the vagina is the menstrual fluid which runs for a period of three to five days and this will vary with individuals. The menstruation usually occurs at a monthly interval throughout the reproductive years of a female except during pregnancy when it is completely suppressed. What would happen if there was... Uh, let's talk about a situation where there was pregnancy, a situation where there was pregnancy, progesterone 
will actually maintain. Progesterone will maintain the wall of the uterus where the embryo is implanted and continues to develop. The concentration of the estrogen has completely decreased during the period where when the concentration of the progesterone was very high. So, we find that during the secretory phase, the blood concentration of progesterone increases, causes more blood vessels to grow in the endometrium, and makes the endometrium receptive of the fertilized ovum. If the ovum is fertilized, and the embryo implants on the endometrium, a placenta develops. The placenta then produces a hormone called human chorionic gonadotrophin, HCG, throughout pregnancy. This is the hormone detected during a pregnancy test. So a pregnancy test actually is telling us that there is a a placenta that is releasing the human chorionic gonadotropin hormone. We stop on that note. In the next few minutes, we will talk about what if, at what point does the cycle stop? What makes it stop? But before we go, we need to say that if no if fertilization occurs, we, we ask what if fertilization occurs? We have said pregnancy follows. What happens then if the ovum is not fertilized and there is no pregnancy? The corpus luteum will degenerate the level of progesterone will decline, the endometrium will disintegrate, and the levels of the hormone, the progesterone that was causing the hypothalamus not to release the gonadotropin hormone will go down, and the gonadotropin hormone will be released, causing the anterior pituitary rope to now again release the stimulating hormone, and the reutilizing hormone, and the cycle starts all over again. I hope you will take time to understand these events as we get into our next class. Thank you.